0: Good morning and welcome to Grace. I'm Pastor Ryan. Today we hear from one of our elders, Phil Kedela, on the question of discerning the voice of God in our lives. We will see that God always speaks in confirmation with his word. Thanks for joining us today as we seek to answer the question, How do I know that God is speaking to me? Good morning. good morning. How's everyone this morning? Good, good. Well, that song earlier, man, that just is uh, amazing. Song isn't about it's uh, it's not me; it's Christ in me, and isn't that uh, what we're all just longing to have? Is Christ in our, in our spirits, in our lives, in our in our soul? And as uh, Paul said earlier, uh, you guys know the you guys know the service all goes. Well, you don't know the message, you don't know the sermon. Well, I don't either, so that's why I wrote it down. <laughs> so would you bow your heads in prayer with me, please? Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you so much for your love for us through your son, Jesus. We know that you are always wanting to draw us to you. You desire to have a relationship with us, Lord. We just love you and thank you for this group, this church, for your church worldwide, Lord, that desires to have a relationship with you, Lord. We just uh, thank you for this day. Thank you for all that you give us, all your provisions. And I just ask, Lord, that the words of my mouth and the meditations in my heart would be pleasing in your sight this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So, on our recent uh, mission trip to the DR, there's a craft store there, and people were buying, you know, different trinkets and baubles to bring home to their loved ones. And I had asked Peggy before I left. I said, "You know, should I get you something?" And she said, "No, no, I don't want anything." And uh, so I, I knew uh, when she was saying that she. She meant it, <laughs> but but of course, you're there and everybody's buying stuff, and so I was asking other people, I said, well, should I get her something? And they said, you know, when they say they don't want anything, <laughs> what they really mean is they want something, <laughs> and I thought, yeah, nah, I, I know her, I know what she's saying, you know, um, there's nothing there that would really interest her, so, Um, I knew what she had said was true and I knew that because of our relationship and our love for each other and I could speak about our marriage before God came into it and What it was like after he came into it, but that'd be another message out completely (laughs) So because of our close relationship I knew what she was really telling me when she speaks to me I can weed through whatever I might think she is saying or what I want to hear and truly understand my wife and what she is really saying. I know her voice. It's that way with any relationship, isn't it? In order to know someone, to know what they are saying and understand them, you need to spend time with them. And because you care so deeply for them, you want to listen beyond their words to what they are saying. You don't just listen to what they're saying, but you understand what they're saying. You even know what they're saying without them saying anything. So don't think I fully understand my wife, though, because aren't we all a a work in progress? Of course, I'm talking about myself, not my wife. I'm the work in progress here. So have you ever heard a preacher or a speaker say, when God tells you to do something better do it. I don't know about you, but I usually wonder how do I know that it's God talking to me? How do I know it's him telling me something? How do I know it's not my own flesh desiring what I would want? Or maybe uh, what I've been watching on Netflix, the latest series, that's I'm listening to and convincing me. or Maybe the news, you know, the news gets you going there. Hopefully that's uh, not getting you all wound up and stirred up, but what is? what am I listening to? What am I putting into my brain and into my listening ear? Is it something for my own good? Or is it drawing me into acts of selfish ambition, jealousy, dissensions, fits of rage, sexual immorality, hatred, and the like? What am I listening to and what is it leading me to do? This is a pretty broad question. How do I know it is God talking to me? And in studying for this message, the scripture passage that stood out was Deuteronomy 10 verses 12 to 13. Some background about this time frame is that this is Moses talking to the Jews the remnant of them after wandering in the desert for 40 years. And once again, God is speaking to them through Moses. So if we go to Deuteronomy chapter 10, verses 12 to 13. If you haven't gotten there already, I'm not sure the page number. This is Moses speaking in chapter 12. And now, O Israel, what does the Lord your God ask of you but to fear the Lord your God, to walk in all his ways, to love him, to serve the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, and to observe the Lord's commands and decrees that I am giving you today for your own good? Did did anybody else notice that? Is it in your Bible where at the end of verse 13 there's a question mark? I thought that was kind of strange you know I thought this was God telling me what to do but he's not he's asking us so in verse 12 did you catch that he says what does the Lord your God ask of you he's asking us to listen to him listen to God and why should we listen to him it's for our own good The creator God of the universe and beyond isn't lording or dictating over us, but as it says in Job chapter 36, verse 16, he is wooing you from the jaws of distress. He's wooing you. What an awesome God we serve. This passage in Deuteronomy speaks to us about God's love for us and his desire to have a relationship with us. Remember, the Israelites had been wandering in the desert for 40 years. And why was that? Because they hadn't listened to him, hadn't listened to God. They hadn't listened to him when he first brought them to the land of milk and honey. They listened to 10 men and not God. If we read the rest of chapter 10, it says he set his affection on your forefathers And love them, and it also states not to be stiff-necked any longer. Kind of wonder what stiff-necked is, right? Or kind of, I'm not going to listen to you anymore. I'm going to go on my own way. Stiff-necked. Either way, God had put up with a lot from the Jews up to this point, and yet He still wanted an intimate, deep relationship with them. As we know the whole Bible, it's like an instruction manual of God's telling us where to find knowledge and wisdom and meaning and purpose in our life. What we read in the Bible is God's Word written down for us by 40 authors inspired by the Holy Spirit over a span of 1,500 years. seems like a pretty good source of uh, where to go in order to get answers to questions in our lives getting answers from our creator God. So from this passage in Deuteronomy 10, we see three observations that point us to the question, how does God speak to us? How does God speak to us? The first observation is by spending time with him in his word. We see this in verse 13, where it says, and to observe the Lord's commands and decrees by spending time with him in his word. In the book of Acts, we see how the early church was formed after the Holy Spirit came upon the disciples during the Pentecost celebration. In chapter two of Acts, we see it was during this celebration after the Holy Spirit had come upon the disciples that the onlookers, thinking these disciples were drunk, that Peter addressed the crowd saying, "'Let me explain this to you. "'Listen carefully to what I say.'" And after his address to them, it tells us in verse 41, about 3,000 were added to their number. Then we see in Acts 2, 42 through 47, and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship and breaking of bread. And also said they met together in the temple courts every day. Obviously, uh, they were eager to understand what God was saying. almost like a Bible study every day but it says uh, every day or meeting a temple course, can you imagine Pastor Ryan having to have a Bible study every day? I don't know if I'd be at every one of them, but uh, it's uh, interesting to hear. In Deuteronomy 10 verse 12 it also says to walk in his, to walk in all his ways, which implies an action of doing something that resembles someone else. So in order to do that, You don't just start right off the bat doing it you have to learn learn their action learn what they're doing you need to spend time learning that way of what that person is doing same with learning what god's ways are you need to spend time with him and learn from him you need to get instruction from him so has anybody ever put up one of them fancy lights in their homes you know hanging down with the chains, got all the lights uh, hanging out and stuff pretty elaborate. I've done that a few times. Got that chain link fence, you gotta make sure the right distance and cut it off there. and The wiring, the right length, so you can tie it into your uh, electrical box up there. And then, of course, for me, it's when I hit that switch and do the lights come on. Yeah, all right, that's good. So then you get it get all done in there your, and you put putting in that cover box, or that cover plate that goes over the box on the ceiling. And in order to get that up there, there's a little jam nut, decorative jam nut that you got to screw on. Well, I've forgotten to put that on there, I don't know about you guys. That's because I didn't follow the directions, because that's the directions. is the first thing you got to put on, threading it over that chain link fence and over the wiring, that little jam nut. Forget all about it. So what do you got to do? You got to tear everything apart and start all over again. Working with your hands up in the air. I just love doing that too. <laughs> so yeah, didn't follow the instructions, didn't follow the directions. So how does God speak to us? He speaks to us in his word, his instructions. Our second observation is by spending time with him in prayer. Spending time with him in prayer. We see this in verse 12 of Deuteronomy of our text. Fear the Lord your God, to walk in obedience to him, to love him. When you love someone, you, you commune with them, you talk with them, right? You're interested in what they are interested in. And the only way you can find out, of course, is by talking to them. So what is prayer? It is us, me and you, being able to talk to, to commune with, To be one on one with Almighty God. Quite a privilege that He's given us to be able to talk with Him, the Creator. I had been working on this message prior to last Sunday when Pastor Ryan was talking about prayer. And uh, needless to say, hopefully he isn't watching on Zoom, but I took more notes uh, last Sunday about prayer and everything else because I was going to be doing this. So I just want to highlight a couple things He taught us about prayer. First, he mentioned God has fashioned humans for spiritual communion with Him. God created us in His image, not the animals or the trees or anything else. He created us in His image. That way, we can talk with our Creator God. And how wonderful is that in this life that we live, to be able to talk with our Creator God. When we're in that furnace that Ryan spoke of last week, at furnace of cancer, of lying, of a wayward child, fill in the blank, furnace of life. God want to com- wants to commune with us in our lows, but also in our highs. He, he desires to talk with us. Second thing Ryan mentioned is that God has a plan and purpose for you and for the world. Plus, he said that God is in control. That's pretty awesome. He's in control, not us. He messed it up in the garden. (laughs) In Jeremiah 29, 11, though, it mentions God has a plan for you. And in Psalm 33, 11, the Psalms writes, The plans of the Lord stand firm forever. The purposes of his heart through all generations. God has a plan, a perfect plan, because he is perfect. He's omniscient, which is all-knowing. He's omnipresent, which means he's all over the place. And he's omnipotent, all-powerful. And the last thing I want to mention is that Ryan, or I'm sorry, the last thing I want to mention is that prayer does not change God. Remember what Ryan had said, that prayer changes us. If you remember the story there of Esther and Mordecai, and how Mordecai told Esther that if she didn't go before the king on behalf of the Jews, then relief and deliverance for the Jews will arise from another place. God had his plan. So what did Esther do after Mordecai had told her this? We read in verses 15 and 16, She then asked for prayer from all the Jews who are in Susa. And she also was going to pray with her maids. And when this was done, she would go before the king on behalf of the Jews. The prayers had changed her. And she received a peace from God to surrender her anxieties to the power of God and his sovereign control. All something that we can do. I got to tell this story for prayer again. I mentioned it with our DR trip, but um, <clears throat> we were going to those, the VBS, uh, we'd go to the villages to do the VBSs every day. So there's three villages you'd go to, so Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday, you went to three different villages, and on Thursday, you went back to the first village you went to, and on Friday, you would go, you'd be going back to the second village. And they would tell us, uh, or we would get, get, after, get together after lunch to take off, and during the lunch, they told us that, well, no, you're not gonna be going to the second place, you're gonna be going to the third place where we had gone to on Wednesday. And that one there, I know a lot of us were uh, uncomfortable. Um, it's kind of hard to explain, but the, I mean, just the setting, we were in a small building, which was their church, uh, it was very warm. Uh, the younger kids were rambunctious like they are, and there were some older kids, about well, four or five of them in the back, and they're speaking in Spanish, so you don't, you're not sure what they're talking about, but they're, they're pretty rambunctious. And the leader, the missionary that was the leader of the bunch, he hadn't taken control early on, right away with this whole situation. And so um, there was a road outside, the doors that was, traffic was going back and forth, so they shut the doors also in this small building. So we're inside there, and it's warm and hot, and it's just, it was just uncomfortable for a lot of us. Some other issues there, but, so when we found out that we were gonna be going back there at lunch, me, being a great Christian, uh, faith, full of faith guy, said, you know what? I don't think I'm gonna go today. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> real, real good example, right? And so then what does one of our uh, young people say sitting there also? You know, I don't think I'm going to go either. Real great, great Christian walk. And Emily, bubbly, uplifting Emily said, well, you know, come on, guys. God must have a plan. to change it. And there must be a reason we've got to go. So, of course, we all went. But before we went, we had Pastor Ryan pray with us. And I know there was somebody here on Friday of that week at 1130. You guys were praying also because, to make a long story short, that DBS was the most awesome time we had. It was completely different. It was just not what we expected. And God knew that. He had that all planned. So then on our way back in the bus, we're all singing Christian songs. We're just lifting praises to the God Almighty. And we get back to the dorm and one of the young persons is whistling them songs who I probably wouldn't have expected them to be whistling. And it was just, you know, totally how we got changed. We were changed because God's plan was it was going to go that way. We didn't know that, but uh, we just should have faith and, and follow through. Just an example again of prayer that changed us. It's, it's, it was a great, a great moment, actually overall so as we see throughout jesus life he regularly went by himself to commune with his father god we read in mark chapter 1 verse 35 very early in the morning while it was still dark jesus got up left the house and went off to a solitary place where he prayed And in Luke, chapter 5, verse 16, Luke writes, But Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. In Matthew, after Jesus had fed the 5,000 and had sent the disciples out in the boat, we read in chapter 14, verse 23, that he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. Jesus' example of spending quiet time with our Heavenly Father is His way of telling us by His actions that we also need to spend time alone with God in His Word. Our third and final observation of how does God speak to us is by attempting to obey what He is saying. By attempting to obey what He is saying. And we see this in our texts from verse 12 serve the Lord your God with all your heart obey Him serve Him in our Old Testament reading that we heard this morning in Isaiah 55 1-3 I'm just going to read it again because it's so it's just good it's good stuff come all you who are thirsty come to the waters and you who have no money come buy meat. Come buy wine and milk without money and without cost. Why spend money on what is not bread and your labor on what does not satisfy? Listen, listen to me and eat what is good and you will delight in the richest of fare. Give ear and come to me. Listen that you may live. I will make an everlasting covenant with you, my faithful love promised to David. Why spend money on what is not bread and your labor and what does not satisfy? Kind of reminds me of uh, our government here lately with all the handouts. I mean, you getting money for nothing, you know? You don't have to do it or anything, and you're getting money, it's just, here you go, free. And we're all kind of quick to do that, I did that. But are we quick to Go with God and realize He's offering them the free gift of His Son Jesus if we'd only believe. That's free. Free gift of Jesus to us. We shouldn't be storing up treasures here on earth where they will rust away like our pickup trucks in the UP. <laughs> we'll store treasures in heaven. Invest in heaven buddy of mine once said that the way people are with their uh, 401Ks, investing here and investing there, why don't we invest in heaven? I thought, you know what? That's a good idea. Verse 2 continues in that, listen listen to me and eat what is good, and your soul will delight in the richest of fare. Couldn't we all use that? I know I could eat and write, and it's going to do good for you, right? We all know that. Then I don't have to take a bunch of pills. How about feeding on God's word? Isaiah is saying, listen, listen to God and feed, or should I say read, read what he is telling you to do for a more enriched soul, for a better life on this earth and for the life to come. Psalm 34, 8 says, taste and see that the Lord is good. I had used that in there kid's message here a few weeks back. And as I thought of it this time, it reminded me, I don't know how many of you remember, I don't know when that commercial was back in the 70s, but the life commercial uh, with the bowl of cereal and the three little boys, Mikey. And the two boys are pushing the bowl back and forth because this is supposed to be good for you. I'm not gonna eat it. I'm not gonna eat it either. They push it over to Mikey, let's give it to Mikey. He won't eat it, he don't like anything. And what does Mikey do? He's, he eats it and he tastes it and he's, it's good. He loves it. And he says, Hey, Mikey, he likes it. Kind <laughs> know what that song reminds me of. Not bringing God down, but I mean, just trying. Trying. And I know I've told you all this story in some sort of detail before about me and peggy with our missionary in Africa when they needed a well and we had thought yeah you know we'd agreed to uh helping pay for that so we thought it was a certain amount and when we got the estimate it was like oh my gosh that's you know we can't we can't afford that we can't do that it'd be crazy to do but after going in prayer, looking at his word, and listening to other individuals who he trusted their input from. And as one person had spoke about asking these questions, is what you hear, is it consistent to God's word? Yeah. Feeding uh, or giving water to orphans and widows, you bet. Does it conflict with human reasoning? Because it usually does. Oh yeah, we can't afford that. That's that's crazy. It'd be crazy on our part to do that. And will this challenge my faith? And does this call for courage? Oh my gosh, yeah. Step out in faith. Um, It's just uh, something else that you realize that God is in control. We paid that off in less than a year because of his his provision. It was, a, it was amazing, amazing to be used by God. What about Jesus going to the cross to die for our sins, but on the third day be raised to life? What? That's pretty crazy, right? What did uh, What did Peter say when Jesus told his disciples for the first time that he was going to be going to the cross to die for our sins? Jesus, or Peter said, Never, Lord. Same thing here. We see it's just uh, consistent with God's word from the scriptures. It doesn't fathom with human reasoning. And it's a challenge to our faith. Is God asking you to do something that seems unreasonable in your mind? Is He asking you to serve Him in a way that doesn't make sense? Is he asking you to accept him, accept Jesus into your life? Something tough that we might find tough to do in our lives. So what, what is God asking you? So how do I apply this to my life, our applications? Our question was, how do I know if God is talking to me? Does what I hear match up with God's Word? Does what I hear match up with His Word? Like we were saying, is it consistent with His Word? In Acts 17, verse 11, (coughs) we read, Now the Bereans were of more noble character than the Thessalonians, for they received the message with great eagerness and examined the scriptures every day to see if what Paul said was true the jews in thessalonica were jealous because some of the people that heard the message believed it and followed paul those in berea were eager to hear the message from paul and looked up what he was saying in the scriptures is what i hear match up with his word i heard this long long ago from uh i uh Charles Stanley, but I've heard from some other pastors, but in order to get the most out of what you're reading, in order to really listen to what you're reading, you get by yourself in a quiet place. And before you read, you ask the Holy Spirit for leading and guiding in what you're about to read. I do this every morning before it gets noisy outside, before the street, streets are busy with traffic, before our house gets going. As we heard earlier, Jesus regularly went to pray in the same manner, same as how we prepare to read the Bible. When we get by ourselves in a quiet place, we get the close, clear connection with God. We so need to better follow, or who better follow, and exemplified in Jesus. Listen to what he is saying. Our second application is Does what I hear find confirmation in prayer? Does what I hear find confirmation in prayer? Remember again what Pastor Ryan said last week about prayer. It changes us, as we had seen earlier. God's got everything in control. He's just waiting and wanting us to get on board. In John, which we heard earlier in our New Testament reading, it says, very truly I tell you Pharisees, anyone who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate, but climbs in by some other way is a thief and a robber. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them, and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. And here again, I can't help but remind us of what Pastor Ryan taught us last week. No, I'm sorry, I jumped ahead. So just like sheep know the voice of their shepherd, we'll know the voice of our Heavenly Father as we listen, as he speaks to us, we'll know his voice. I was gonna try and get uh, an example of this by getting maybe uh, Lane, Delta, and Chelsea. Chelsea there? Well, that almost worked, but not quite. I think we all know what we intended to (laughs) happen. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Obviously, I was trying to get Delta to turn to her mother because she recognized her voice. Not in Just like it is with God. So, our third application. Does what I hear lead me towards spirit empowered service? Does what I hear lead me towards spirit empowered service? Here again, I can't help but remind us what Pastor Ryan taught us last week regarding prayer. He mentioned that um, in the end, he asked, am I yielded to God's control? Am I yielded to God's control? Am I moldable to God's shaping of my life? Personally, this is where I fail in my Christian walk is following through on what he's telling me to do. It's just like eating those vegetables, you know? If you eat them and you do exercise, it's good for you. Pretty much what Moses had said to the Jews in our text from Deuteronomy. The Lord their God was asking them to listen and follow and love and observe and walk in all his ways with all their being. And why did he ask them that? Is for their own good. In Philippians chapter 2, verse 17 through 18. Read, but even if I am being poured out like a drink offering on the sacrifice and service coming from your faith, I am glad and rejoice with all of you. So you too should be glad and rejoice with me. This is uh, Paul speaking, of course, to the church in Philippi. Uh, he's in a Roman prison and he's telling the church at Philippi that he's thankful for the gift they have sent him. And even though he's in a pretty tough spot in prison, he's glad. Why is he glad? Certainly not because he's in prison. He's glad because he had been able to serve them. And he's rejoicing because of their faith in Jesus for their following what he had said. So they should be glad and rejoice with him also, even though he's in prison. So I'd like to end with Jesus' words in Matthew 16, 24. Then Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone would come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Deny himself is self-denial not following the ways of the world and take up his cross means putting Christ first before something else that is in the way of following him as you stop doing what only pleases you as you stop doing what you know is not right in God's eyes and as you follow through on what God is asking of you then as you see the result of your following him God smiling down on you. Pretty powerful. I have God smiling down on you as you follow through on His word. So I started out to tell you this story of at the DR. Me you knowing what Peggy was saying, and I understood all that. But guess what? <laughs> I didn't listen. But I did. I got her a sweatshirt because I knew. You know she likes sweatshirts she'll wear them she wouldn't be wearing bracelets and everything else so as the uh, girl was going back in the closet to get the, the sweatshirt she starts walking back with it and all of a sudden she starts screaming bloody murder and we're all there's other women there air and myself and stuff and what's the matter what's happened she dropped it on the floor that sweatshirt and she said there's a tarantula on it <laughs> and sure enough there was a tranchula and they, they said it was a baby one but that thing was about the size of a hardball i'm telling you it was... so anyway she ended up killing the the transula. and i did get a different sweatshirt but we checked it out made sure i wasn't bringing any tranchas back but the story is that i did not listen to my wife there fully completely i should have listened to her because i know better to follow through on what she's saying wouldn't have brought any (laughs) home. so just like we should be listening for god's direction in our life remember why why should we be listening it's for your own good and how do i know it is god speaking to me you get to know his voice by getting in a personal relationship with him get in his word Get in prayer and conversation with him come talk with him. He wants to talk with you. He loves you And what does it say it's for your own good again God loves you more than you know So one last thing see if you recognize this one He who has an ear let him hear Thank you all. God bless you.